Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Parents, do you feel lost sometimes? Do you feel like, I don't know how to parent my children. Can someone please help me? Well, we live in an age where everything is found on the internet. And if we're not doing what the internet tells us, then we must be parenting wrong. Fact check, false. What we need to do is get back to common sense parenting. And I'm very excited to be speaking today with Dr. Jerry David and his daughter, Sarah Mwanya, who are both what I like to call experts, but they would not call themselves experts. They are just common sense, principled people. And they wrote a book called Common Sense Parenting. Dr. Jerry David founded and pastored Lincoln City Church for more than 30 years in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's an author, he's a public speaker, he's a consultant, he's a coach, he's a chaplain. He's also Papa of the Papa's Kitchen. He's been married to Susan for almost five decades and he has a son and a daughter, daughter being Sarah, um, and 13 grandchildren. He has some experience behind him. His daughter, Sarah, you may have heard of her from her YouTube channel called Our Tribe of Many. Her husband, Solo, and her are pastors at now Lincoln City Church, again in Lincoln, Nebraska. They have 11 children who are ages 19 all the way down to one. I am very excited and honored to be joined by the ones and only Dr. Jerry David and Sarah Mwanya, a father and daughter and authors of Common Sense Parenting, Raising Principled Children in an Ever-Shifting Culture. And just that headline alone is a mouthful and a lot to digest there. So let's get into basically how did this book even come about? What was its inspiration? Well, I think uh, it really came about by the fact as a former pastor, I saw a tremendous amount of um, uh, family issues and family paradigms that were being constantly confronted. And um, it, it just seemed to increase in the level and intensity. And parents were just almost beside themselves. And so it always had been my desire to write a book. But I, I don't know if it was God or a brilliant idea on my own part or whatever, but I felt like why not show not only uh, some principles, but why don't we show by having three authors? And my mother actually contributed as well. But uh, her, myself, and my daughter showing a ongoing legacy or heritage, if you would, of uh, values and principles that don't change because of culture. And then keep a family together and actually produce ongoing generations that keep those same things. So that's sort of the idea behind the book. All right. And then, Jerry, when you kind of thought, oh, I, I have this idea, and then you thought, hey, why not get my daughter involved? Why not get my mother involved? Yeah. How did you approach that and, and kind of sales pitch it almost to them, like, let's do this yeah. book? My mother, uh, it was a little different sales pitch. She says, well, I, I can't do that. I can't. I'll help you, mother. I'll be glad to help. She's 92. I'll help you. I'll, I'll get you to go on. And she's she's actually the one, and Sarah will attest to this too, who taught us everything we need to know about uh, creative discipline and, and emotional intelligence of a child, all that, way before uh, emotional intelligence even became anything uh, in our society. 
Uh, my daughter was a little different. My daughter said, absolutely not. I have no time for that. <laughs> what, what, Sarah, how, how, how is it that you not have all this time in the world? I mean, what are you doing, really, I know. with your with days? Kids. How do I, how I do mean, I what is, what is the, <laughs> So how it did was, Dad... It wasn't even yeah. that. The time alone wasn't my biggest thing. I remember being like, I do not want to be an expert in parenting in any way because I still have kids at home you know, that are going to make their own mistakes as they grow up. And I just do not need to be. And it took a lot of convincing for me. <laughs> See, in, and interestingly, it, the way you say that is, OK, yes, you have 11 children and I only have two children. And mm -hmm. but I think there's such a hunger out there for us moms to go mm -hmm. back to common sense parenting mm -hmm. and that's what was so when I you know when I watch your YouTube channel and I watch your father and then I when you guys talked about this I said thank you thank you for common sense parenting because that's the thing is we want to be almost reassured of those of us who are fortunate enough to have parents and grandparents who who instilled mm -hmm. this in us but to also yeah I guess be reassured that this is still the way to do it we don't yes. have to go with everything on the internet and, you know, the yeah. midnight searchings of things. Like, yeah. go back to what was already brought to us, not only by our parents and our grandparents, but what it says in the Bible. If we would just go back to where mm -hmm. it all originated, mm -hmm. how much better off would we be? Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the book is really about raising your kids with values instilled in them. And even though I don't consider myself any kind of parenting expert, we share just like how we take these values and make them practical in raising our kids. And it, uh, I, I think just like what you said, we all want just reassurance that when we hear this and that, and there's so many ideas that come to you, especially with the internet. Like I kind of wish I had it when I was a young new parent. Um, but also I'm so glad I, I, it was there, but I, people didn't use it like they did now because it is confusing to get so many opinions about every single little thing when you're a parent. And really it does come down to just like that common sense stuff, you know, stuff that was passed down from your grandmother. I mean, I call her and I'll ask her questions still to this day. Like, okay, I have this situation. What would you do? And um, sometimes she has a great idea. Sometimes she has a good idea that sparks another idea that's better <laughs> or whatever. But <laughs> It's so good to go back, like just to the roots of you know what we what we know is right to do, and not have to um, just be swayed by every little thing. Yeah, and and I also find it comforting knowing, like, if I go to talk to my mom and ask her something, it's like, well, I turned out okay. At least I would like to think so. So the, yeah. you know that comfort in knowing like yeah. who you're getting that advice from like you say now i want to talk to jerry about what he he wrote uh where you talk about how parenting is planting trees and carving pillars and that immediately like you know that sticks to you to explain for everyone what that really means yeah that is very simply uh something actually i picked up from my mother she used that as the basis the biblical basis of her raising four children three boys and a girl and she additionally, uh, years and years ago, uh, at her local church, taught um, children uh, foundation courses, like uh, foundation principles out of the Bible. And the whole idea was to lay a foundation into kids uh, that would propel them into adulthood and keep them through adulthood so they could raise their own children. So that verse is right out of Proverbs. And I mean, it just works perfectly. The, 
the idea being get a vision for what you want to mm. do or see in your children. That's the whole idea. It's not some kind of magic formula. It's just it gives me an understanding of the vision I want for each one of my children. And, and even our book, we don't tell you how to do something. We actually just lay out what the principles are. Every family will execute principles differently. But the thing that we have found is if you have no values and you're not living by any foundation of values, that's a value within itself. And your kids are going to blow all over the, you're going to blow all over the, the chart, honestly, <laughs> much <laughs> less the kids. And dear, I'm going to pause you right there. I want you to say it again. Mom and dad out there listening, watching us right now. Yeah. Say it again. Yeah. How well, it is it is its own principle if you don't instill mm-hmm. the values in, in whatever it is that you want for your family because I think I think you're hitting it and this is why I love this book. So the nail so precisely on the head is that I think we are in such an age right now and Sarah you can attest to this being you know having the gamut of ages of children it's just go 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 and you don't have time or we not that you don't have time we don't make the time to stop and think about how do we want that next generation to look how do we want to really raise our kids we get sucked into whatever the internet tells us to do or we we get sucked into how I'm supposed to be doing this and that but you don't think like no What's the lasting principles yeah. that you want? So say it again, Jerry. All right. Again, you have to have a basis to, uh, a, let's say it like this. You have to have good dirt, good soil in order to raise a good plant. And if you don't have that, if you don't create that, that vision, if you would, and uh, really pour into that, you're not going to raise anything, much less children. And uh, <laughs> if you if you live without values, if you live without a foundation, you really are choosing to have a value system that has no foundation to it and it's going to cause you problems and sometimes you well you see it all the time in the news you've got parents that scratch their head i i don't know why he turned out this way or why she's doing this or whatever well something went wrong way 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 back when you first had children and and to your point katie some parents i think they have children and they think it's the thing to do and i understand that but then they don't understand the responsibility or the effort or the work that goes into raising children if you're going to see ongoing legacy that you can be proud of. (laughs) And and I will say, I mean, if you don't, if you want to go with the dirt metaphor, you will get something to grow. It'll just be weeds. And no one wants that. You don't want weeds, right? You want good, solid plants. Exactly. No fruit. Fruitful. You want to bear fruit. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I I do like how you said, too, um, going along, I guess, talking about the different principles, how it's an honor now for an individual to be here today, like what it actually took for each and every one of us to be here, to be born and living today. It's something like 4,000... 94, 96, 96, 96. 4,000 something ancestors. So explain that. I, I think that it was just kind of a, wow, like what it really does take... Yeah, I sort of ended the I ended the book with that, and it's a it's a phenomenal thing when you think about it. And it didn't even go back that far. I think it was only twelve generations. Yeah, it but wasn't too too much. What yeah. it took to get you here was four thousand ninety six people. And when you think of everything they went through, the love story that was connected with all those couples, 
uh, the pain, the joys, uh, the challenges, um, everything that you and I might experience today in 2023, they went through the same thing. It's just perhaps packaged a little differently, but they had the same emotions. They had the same challenges. They did it, and it makes me understand as a parent, or in my case now a grandparent, that I can do that and see that produce going forward. Yeah, and, and it, it's so just impactful to think of like, yeah, what it really took and then where it is going. So it's, you know, you look back, Absolutely. but look forward. And for you, yeah. especially now being grandparent or your mom, great grandparent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, to see, uh, as we talk about continuing the plant metaphor, the fruits of our labor, like what we've done here. Now, Sarah, for you, um, in uh, helping dad write this book uh, and providing examples, you know, what has been kind of the most, I don't know, impactful experience of this for you? Like, what are you able to kind of reflect on that you were able to provide for the book? You know, I think uh, one thing that my parents, they, they said, but I didn't really, some, sometimes they can tell you things and you don't really realize it until you're doing it yourself. But one thing that has they always said is that parenting does not stop when your child turns 18. And now I have a 19 year old and I'm recognizing how much, um, how, how much that's very true. And so I loved going through this process of writing the book. Um, it, it helped me reinforce, like when I would come up with stories of how we would instill those principles in our children, um, Sometimes I would say, oh, we don't do that. Oh, wait, well, yes, we do. And then I would have a story and it would reinforce it for me. Okay, I need to remember because you do forget. Sometimes you get swept up in the moment. Things are difficult. It's stressful when you're in the middle of parenting. We have every age in our house. But um, just reminding myself even of the stories that we have done it or seeing the stories my dad and my parents and my grandparents have done it. Um, and then just really getting that reinforcement of how we parent children as they're growing up and um, they're becoming their own, their own people, their own adults. Like it's still a process in there. And so we do talk about that in the book. I think it's so vital. A lot of people dismiss that part and it's very, very important. Um, they always said, dad, didn't you guys usually say it's like the most important parenting part. It's a different kind because oh, you're having to be, hands off, but also there when your kid needs you yeah. and you need to help um, guide yeah. them through those years. Yeah. And we're swimming to now and it's like, okay, yes, this is what they yeah. meant. I totally yeah. see it. And we also <laughs> see parents that just take their hands off like, you're 18, you graduated yeah. high school, you're out. Yeah. bye. And yeah. That's not you really can't, what kids you, want or need. That's right. You can't take your hands off. And not only that, but... Uh, we did. My my wife and I will both pro, uh, protest that the the ages between let's say 17, 18, and 23 or so, when the most crucial of life decisions are being made, mm -hmm. that's when they need your parenting, but in a totally different way, uh, yeah. more as a counsel, more as an encourager, more as a uh, like a a walk mm -hmm. with you kind of thing, uh, more as mm -hmm. a hey, here's a red flag you may not have thought of or something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we, we felt like we did much more. We only had two children, Sarah and our son, Luke. But we felt like we did all of our parenting between 18 and 22. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're telling yeah. me that me right now, 
as a mom yeah. of a three and a two-year-old, I'm no. not making the most important decision no. whether or not they should be starting <laughs> ballet or soccer yeah. right now. And Means if nothing. I need to keep up with the Joneses and all this, you're telling me I'm I'm doing this wrong. Maybe it, I should read the nothing. book again. I <laughs> but I think that it, it speaks very much to this, you know, ever-shifting culture and raising yeah. principled children in it is yeah. because I think we have as a society, and maybe it's just that my eyes are open to it, being a, a mom now with it, we focus so much on our kids at the young ages and and they have to be, you know, in sports already and they have to have a, you know, Instagram page themselves and in all these things and we're not focused on really what matters. We're trying to yep. either have them honestly as you guys may attest be dolls for us. There are like play things in a way or we want them to, we want to be best friends with them. Like they yeah. want, you know, oh, wow. instead yeah. of raising principal children to yeah. be because you're raising adults you're not raising children you're raising children to be come good adults and so at that age then what you're saying is the post high school and really figuring out life that's that's when if you've raised those principal children that's when i don't know you parent the most but it also pays off the most if yeah that well kind of thing. It, katie when when you think about it what you're doing now with a two or three year old you're putting values in and then at yeah. seven and eight and nine you're putting values in my mother used to say it to us three boys. She would say, look it, I'm doing this right now. When we were, you know, in elementary school and all that, I'm doing this right now because I don't want your future wife one day coming back yeah. and blaming me for how you behave. <laughs> your parenting when they're very young is so physical, is so demanding. But when you continue, when you just keep with it, you keep getting up. When they keep going back to the outlet, you keep getting up. You don't stop. You like you keep correcting what you need to correct and doing the thing you you know next to do, it pays off so, so much in the future. And then when you're parenting those young adults, they want to hear what you have to say. They're good kids that um, you're getting involved in what they're interested in so that you're building your relationship and just help helping guide them through the major decisions of life. So it is so important at the beginning um, to lay a foundation. I love having kids like 19 all the way down to one because I can see like what was important <laughs> maybe some of the things I thought was important back then I realize now what really is important with my younger ones the first ones were just um they they were the guinea pigs <laughs> but <laughs> I was just gonna say Sarah like you can at least you know you can look to Judah and Bell and Luca and then look all the yeah. way down and be like they'll get there they'll get turned out right they'll get there so because exactly. Seth, I think, I believe is pretty much the exact same age as my son. So I look anytime I watch the videos and I'm like, okay, Seth, Seth's doing well. I, he, my son can do, we can, they're good. They're, he, they're, they're normal, we're good. And then, you know, you, you have that ability to be like, this yeah. is what you will grow into. Yeah. The guinea pigs turned out okay. Whiny, but yeah. they come back out of that whiny phase. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. That, right that's now. back to the pillars and trees, Kate. There that's it is. There it is. All right. So taking a look back, uh, just to delve a little bit more into the book, talk about how uh, the book's laid out. Because basically what you do is you take a chapter um, for each principle. And as you explained, you know, it's not every principle that you, right. you're putting. I mean, how could you cover it all? But why yeah. is it that you decided to do the principles that you did? You know what? Uh, yeah, we could have done a lot more, but the ones that we put in here, I felt were the ones that were the most critical, uh, particularly where we are right now as a society uh, and what I see. And I, again, I'm like, Sarah, I'm no expert. I have a doctorate degree and 
I have an emphasis on emotional intelligence with that degree, but that still doesn't give me a, um, a psych psychology understanding or anything like that where others would have that. But I did look at our current culture and get a sense I felt uh, where it is that and honestly it kept driving me back uh, while I was writing back to the foundations the basics it wasn't the the other periphery it's the basics honor establishing an honorable home and what that looks like and my god if anything we live in a very dishonoring society we're very uh, we're very divided we're very anti of everything and we don't even know how to speak to people. Uh, we're anti-authority in so many ways. And I grew up in the 60s and there was that, but it seems like it's on steroids now. And uh, um, it, uh, we don't even uh, admire or, or treat with respect authorities in our lives. And so that's that honor component. So that was big to me. The idea of values, that was very, very big to me. Just the, 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 the thinking of, um, of um, uh, do I still have you on? Uh, yep. I hope. Yeah. Okay. The the idea of um, of uh, deeping deepening just what are the basic values that I want to instill in my children: honesty, integrity, those kinds of things. Obeying, disobedience, that dealing with that. Uh, certainly, always a big one. Even as I watch Sarah's comments from uh, young moms and dads uh, on her YouTube channel. Um, it was always discipline, how right? So we dealt with that. We dealt with how to help uh, enlarge the, um, the uh, deal with the insecurities and enlarge the personality in a healthy way of the individual child. We dealt with uh, in one chapter, which is a big deal. We just talked about it when they start leaving the nest and how to prepare us as parents for that and then how to prepare them as uh, as our children for that as well. So it was more the basic things that I kept coming back to that I saw were so lacking. I, I could have done maybe another dozen of them, but these were the, the big ones in my mind. All right, so Sarah, that means um, you're up for part two uh, book. Get ready, <laughs> you're gonna be, you guys will be back. We'll talk about part two uh, coming soon. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, so Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, for you, when you take a look at uh, the different principles that are laid out, is there anyone that really, you know, sticks out to you um, being so momming, I guess, right now uh, with the children compared to maybe when, you know, you and I were children even and how different you know, life is and, and now being in that parent role, how it, how it looks. Was there any specific uh, principle that you know, kind of guided you? Not necessarily one in particular. I, I feel like um, I'm in a unique spot right now because I have, I feel like I have every age in my house. And so we do grow through different ones that are important at different, um, different stages. And that's, that's what I see the most is like different kids need focus on different things at different times. And yeah, so I, I really do lean heavily on all of them at, at different times with different kids in different ages. <laughs> it's it's a very unique experience parenting at, at the um, from 19 down to one that I really was not prepared for how how unique and challenging it is. But it's also wonderful in so many aspects because I do see the fruit of my labor while I'm laboring at the same time, you know. <laughs> 
now for you too, since you are entering the phase where children are leaving and and one going across the world, um, yeah. that's pretty exciting to be able to know that you know all that has come before you, your father, your grandma, that all the generations, all the parenting work you and your husband solo have done, like everything is you are bearing the fruit of that labor and but again you still get to look around you at home and, and see everyone still waiting their turn to get there too and as a grandfather jerry i'm guessing that is a quite i love a joy. it <laughs> i love it i love it and and even i was with my folks last night for dinner and they even talk about the great grands and and uh, it's just ongoing and it's just fun to watch when they come into their own that's awesome now as a, a parent here who I feel, you know, more confident in myself every day, you know, you're getting through mm -hmm. and I read the book and, you know, I talked to my own parents and everything is good, but there are parents out there right now who feel completely overwhelmed, don't know what to do, don't know where to start. What's like, you know, just a little bit of inspiration for them other than read common sense parenting, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, what can you, what can you say to them? Who, you know what? They're just you, saying, oh, you know, yeah, that's a, Excellent point, and I'm so glad you brought it up. I, I, I'm always cautious. I don't ever want to come across, I know Sarah feels the same way, uh, of coming across as experts and we got it all sort of in the bag and we figured it out and here's the neat little formula and all that. Honestly, I always have a heart for uh, uh, parents right now, no matter where they're at in their parenting um, uh, journey, I always have a heart for them because there's some out there that I know feel totally lost they maybe didn't have a good example in their own home growing up. Um, no grandparents, maybe absent parenting or disinterested parents, all, all that kind of stuff. And they're wondering how in the world can I turn this around? And I'm sort of hoping uh, that maybe your broadcast today, but also the book, whatever, somebody, maybe a church, I don't care what, but I want them to know that there's hope. And if they will start right where they're at, just start where you're at and determine to do it differently. In fact, honestly, I uh, had my own home and I had things I changed other than how my parents did it. Sarah, I know I was the perfect parent, my, my yeah. daughter, Susan and I were, and she didn't change anything. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, right. But look at my hope, my my uh, encouragement to those that are watching your uh, broadcast no matter where you're at, you can start right where you're at. There's a lot of helps out there, but determine first off in yourself that I can make this happen. I, you might be a single parent, you might have uh, a, a two in the home, two parents in the home, but they're going in different directions. Any of those problems can actually be resolved. Uh, it's just gotta have the will and the, um, well, and ultimately the means, I suppose, like a book like this or whatever, but the will certainly to make the change to begin the establishment of a brand new line of legacy. And that's what I think is really yeah. cool. I, I would say that um, community is very important. And there's, yeah. there's just something about having other people in your life that can relate or help you feel better about where you are and help give you ideas. I would, if I was talking to a mom in that scenario, or a parent, I would say find someone that is like-minded. If you don't know somebody who's like-minded and how they're wanting to raise their kids, um, I would be praying for a friend that's like-minded. But when you can talk to somebody and just see like, um, 
like Solo and I joke, my husband and I joke that uh, just when we stop worrying about one kid, there's another one right around the corner that you're worried about something else. And sometimes it's good to just have a friend that can say, hey, uh, same boat, same boat, or here's what we did, you know, you need to have somebody you can talk to that's like minded. Sometimes it's your spouse and you're on the same page. Sometimes you and your spouse are not on the same page. But I would say there is a lot of hope. I like what dad said there. There's a lot of hope. And it just takes determination. So it's day after day. You're not always going to see fruit. You're not always going to see change. But when you're determined and you keep doing the right thing, the next right thing, when you don't know the next right thing, you have community. You pray about the right decision. I had the Lord tell me, um, show my husband and I things we would never have come up with on our own minds just by praying Mm -hmm. and asking the Lord, what should we do in this situation? And so if you're talking to people that have similar values, like-minded, and you're praying about it, you and your spouse are just determined, we're going to keep doing, making change, you will see fruit. And sometimes you have to heal relationships that have not been right, or things you have done wrong in the past, you have to ask your children for forgiveness, and hey, we're going to go forward a different way. But if you're determined to make the changes, you will see fruit. You might not notice it every day, but over a long amount, uh, a long period of time, you will notice it, and it will be worth it. So I would just be I would just say, be encouraged and find community and keep doing the right thing. Keep trying because there is a lot of hope and you may see it in the future when your children have their own children. Um, I hope to be at that place one day where I see the fruit, but it will be worth it. So worth it. That's what I think about children. They are so worth it. They are so much work, but they are so worth it. You are raising generations. You talk about the generations that came before you, but think about how many generations could come after you. And it's the most worthy thing. That doesn't mean it's easy, but it means it's worth all the work that it is. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Katie, in the book, I make the statement. I don't remember who it was even attributed to. It's not my, but you never know how good a parent you were until you see how the grandchildren turn out. turned out. I do remember that. Yeah. I, 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 so I, I, yeah, I have to talk to my own parents about that and see, uh, you did <laughs> all right. I think you did all right. I, yeah. I think you did all well, right. Well, because values show up over a generation yeah. or two. That's mm-hmm. how that shows Yeah, but you know, also, if you it came from a situation that was bad, you can change it too. And that's what sure. we love to tell parents that is, is you don't have to uh, you don't have to follow the patterns that were given to you. You can change them, and you can start a, a new uh, foundation. You can start new values for the next generations, and it would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see, and it this is have to. This this is exactly why I think everyone needs to get this book. Common sense is what you are providing right here. Yeah. Common yeah. sense parenting, raising principled children in an ever-shifting culture. But before we go, we'll put all the links below so you can order the book uh, from the publisher. But you two also are, you do more than just author books. Sarah, you have your YouTube channel, but you also just wrote a course. So tell us a little bit about the course in case anyone's interested in that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, I have a home management course. So all the things I've learned about managing a home and just making a home peaceful when it feels chaotic is what my course is about. So it's a lot of lessons and yeah, I have a lot of women that are going through it that are saying that it's life changing. So it's, it's exciting to be able to put something out there that is changing people's lives that in the book. (laughs) Awesome. And of course we are speaking with 
the papa of yeah. the papa's kitchen. <laughs> so, Jerry, yeah. tell us about that. You know, uh, about a year and a half ago, not even that, about a year, maybe in a month, 13 months ago, my kids and the grandkids, Sarah and the grandkids were bugging me because when I'd go up to visit them, I would cook and they would record it on Sarah's channel and she'd get all these comments and your dad needs to have his own. And I pushed it off for probably a couple of years. And finally, last May of 2022, I started and it's sort of been fun. I do one video a week. It's nothing to, and I'm not a great cook, but since I retired from pastoring and and not that I'm not busy, but uh, I, I enjoy cooking. And so I just, we talk on the video and Susan and I, it's, it's sort of fun. But in addition to that, Katie, what I am doing beyond that, I am uh, getting out, trying to get out more, uh, not only as an author, but as a lecturer and speaking to groups and uh, educators and parenting groups and grandparent groups and homeschool groups and all sorts of things like that. So uh, that's sort of been my, uh, that's more fun actually than anything else. I enjoy seeing people. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Jerry, Sarah, for coming on today. Again, it's Common Sense Parenting, Raising Principled Children in an Ever-Shifting Culture. You can find these two on YouTube as well. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here today.